Hi, everyone. Um, before we start, I want to kick us off with a brief apology. Um, somebody actually hit me up um, after the first episode of the season saying that, you know, uh, Obi, I realized that you started without a prayer this time. And, was, and she said she was kind of disappointed. And the truth is, I did pray. I pray before every conversation. I pray before I, hit re uh, I record every single session, but I just did not record it this time. So I decided to start this off with a, an apology. I am so sorry for any to anyone who, you know, was looking forward to a prayer. And um, I am going to kick us off with a prayer now. So that said, everyone close your eyes and let me come down to God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for our lives. Thank you so much for our health. Thank you so much for everything that you do for us, the things you do that we're aware of and the things that you do that we have no clue about. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this platform on the matter. Thank you so much for how far we've come, that as a community, people, myself and the people who are tied to this have seen growth that we've listened in and partaken in conversations that have challenged us, that this platform has committed people to, has exposed people to the commitments of others. And in that same tone has really inspired and pushed people to start doing things of their own. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you because this remains your platform and I'm just the conduit that you're using to bring your glory to this earth. May your will continue to be done in all of our lives. I beg you to continue to bless us. Bless me. Give me the strength, the alacrity, and the zeal to keep going. Bless the people who will come on as guests. Bless us all that at the end of the day that and your will will be done in our lives and we will continue to glorify you through our gifts on earth while we are here now and forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's go. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm your girl Ovi Chiapa and if this is your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome to On The Matter. Um, on The Matter is a platform where people who are actively working on their goals could come together to be inspired, to be encouraged, and just motivated through it. Um, as a result, I really do try to put out content that could actually help guide people towards their greatness. And I try to feature people who are actively working towards their goals in hopes that um, people who are working towards anything could really um, see people doing it and know that it's attainable. So um, I tell you guys all the time that I was born here in New York, but I actually grew up in Enugu, Nigeria. And I continue to bring that up because both um, parts are, both experiences play a big part in my story and who I am today. I am nothing without, the person I am today would not exist without my home in Nigeria and just the life I lived and growing up with the most phenomenal people. And with that, it's, I, with that I'm bringing the story. So back in um, secondary school, 
um, in SS2. I want to say that's the equivalent to the 11th grade here in the States. Uh, we were studying that summer between the 11th grade and the 12th grade, which is SS2 and SS3. Uh, we were studying in preparation for the WIAC, right? And the WIAC was like, so WIAC is W-A-E-C, and it stands for the West African Examination Council, I want to say, or I think it's council, um, or is it certificate, certification? I think it's council. Nigerians, please don't come for me. Like, I'm so sorry. I promise to put in the correct pronunciation or the correct acronym, the correct spelling of it all. But this was the high school exam you take, and then that will qualify you to go to college and all that good stuff. So um, in Inugu, so that summer in between like SS2 and SS3, again, like 11th and 12th grade, my girls and I would meet up at um, Open's Day. Open's Day had... Um, Opens they had a um, a center, an independence layout at the time, and we would meet up. I'm going to use everyone's nicknames. Um, so it was explosive. It was um, my baby mama, and then Isha, and then Fitz, right, and myself. And we would meet up, and there are a bunch of other people who I'm forgetting, but I'm really bringing these people up because, again, these are my people, my home, my heart, and I'm telling the story. They're going to remember it. And like, I think at this point, they're like nervous. Like, what is she about to say? But there was this one specific, a particular instance where we were in this um, reading space, this room. It was a quiet room where we went to study. And um, Isha, right, before how she would start off studying is she would write her what would be her grades or her results from her YAC, right? So she would write like math A1, and then English A1, and then physics A1, and chemistry A1, and biology A1, and then um, like literature B2, and like um, home economics or food and nutrition A1. Before she started studying, the, the grade structure was, it was A1, B2, B3, C4, C5, C6, E8, D7, E8, and F9. So this was the grading structure. And like A, A1, B2, B3 were considered A's. And then like C4 was like a B. And like there was this, it was a, you know, there was like what it was and then what it meant. So I told her like, as opposed to like writing A1s, that you should just be more realistic and like shoot for like B's and then C's. And she said, Ovi, that the people like, I don't care like reality. I don't care about anything that all I know is that the studying and the work I'm putting into this will give me A's and A1 and A1. Like I don't even, she was like, I don't even want to see a B2 in my report card. Now fast forward and I, okay. I was like, okay, cool. Did I adopt what she was doing? No, again, I wanted to be more realistic. I didn't want to like set myself up for disappointment and all whatnot. So Fast forward, we take these exams, um, and then I do want to bring up, I bring up this time because after studying, I didn't live too far from the center. We'd go back to my home, uh, I'd make a bacha, and then we'd eat, we'd dance. It was always a fun time. Shout out to my mom for just letting us be in her house, and she was always wondering if we were studying, but fun times. Anyways, fast forward, right? 
you know, we the year passes, our senior year passes, we take the exams and the grades come out. And this chick, her, her results were beautiful. She got B2s and like B3s, like her, like she like nailed, and she did get a, an A1 and something, but I remember seeing her results and I was just like, damn. And then, you know, when I saw my own results, right, I did not fail. Yes, I didn't fail, but I got like C's. And again, thank, you know, thank God I got accepted into school. I had my degrees and we're working. We are where we are now. But it's so interesting because fast forward, right? Years later, when my sister Chichi is telling us about this book, The Secret, and how like you can actually like imagine your life into existence and you can always like, you can actually like visualize and like have vision boards and like speak about your future as if it already is. And then with full conviction, eventually you will get very close to what you want. My mind went to that reading room in Oprah's day with sitting across the table from Isha and just like in awe, right? I mean, at the time, I didn't think about what she was doing as the law of attraction or her practicing, um, you know, reaching for the moon and hitting stars. But it's so crazy how, like, when manifestation and, like, all of this law of attraction stuff was, like, big. And I want to say maybe this, to my recollection, maybe between 2008, 2010, 2012, give or take. And if I'm off, please check me on it. But I want to say that it was so crazy that a concept that my friend had actually practiced in 2003 is what had been popular and like what had been brought to my attention in 2012, 2010, whenever the book came out. And why am I bringing this up now? So I um, am a big advocate. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Mind Valley, like Mind Valley University, Mind Valley app. Mind Valley is a uh, university, a virtual university of just different teachings. I'm messing it up. I'm going to um I'm going to get the real definition of what it is. But the founder vision of Wakani is committed to really teaching people how to live their best lives. And he has different teachers um, who really teach you the power of meditation and the power of doing um, internal work and mindset work to really propel you forward so that you can actually um, live the life of your dreams. So it's 80% like internal internalization and then 20% strategy. And um, last two nights ago, I couldn't sleep. Uh, Well, I did sleep and, but I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I went on YouTube to just, and find one of the videos from um, the Mind Valley channel on YouTube. And I was so, uh, I saw this video, I forget the name now as well, forgive me everyone, I'm not all the way together, but um, the um, he version, Lakani, and forgive me again if I'm mispronouncing the name, he interviewed one of his best friends who is, I believe, the seventh richest person in Australia, Patrick Grove, and they were just having conversation in one of their, or the Mind Valley conferences. 
And the story that Vision shared, like, inspired me. So I was like, I need to share this. I shared it with my siblings immediately. And I wanted to give a clip notes version. So Vision, uh, Ver Vision, like years ago, right, before he became the owner of this um, university, actually um, was thinking, like one day he was in a cafe and he was thinking of uh, starting a blog that would actually like, you know, um, uh, be his source of wealth and all whatnot. And he's excited and he's writing about like, you know, ideas for the blog and all whatnot. And he sees his friend, his best friend, like in the cafe he's in. And he was like, oh, I'm going to talk about, tell my best friend about it and all whatnot. And he gets to his best friend, like, you know, where his best friend is sitting. And on his notepad, the best friend wrote, like on top of the best, on top of the notepad the best friend was using, um, he, his best friend wrote how to make a hundred million in 12 months. And when he saw that, he said, he sat down and his friend is like telling him about all these ideas and he's writing, like he's doing a dump of ideas for how to make a hundred million dollars in 12 months. So he sees that and he's just like, okay, I, I, I can't be presenting my blog story to somebody who's trying to make a hundred million dollars. And fast forward, I don't want to give too much of, of it away because I think it's a very powerful conversation. I, and I actually will encourage you all to listen to it. But he actually, um, his friend actually was able to accomplish this goal. And something that Virgin said I, I, that really stuck with me is that it requires the same. People don't realize that, you know, there's no such thing as setting a bar, a high, a, your bar, like your goals are supposed to like really blow your mind, Right. It's not enough to be realistic. You're not even supposed to be realistic. You're not, your goals are not supposed to make sense to you because if you set a ridiculous goal, even if you don't reach it, you would be so close to it and so far from where you started that it could only be by the, in my, what well, I would always say, it's always by the grace of God. I don't care what anyone says. And the effort, like your guided effort that makes that happen. And there's something about setting, like asking questions like, how do I do X, Y, and Z? Like his friend was like, how do I create a hundred billion, a hundred, a hundred billion dollars in 12 months, right? He says something about that question just kind of like activated his subconscious. And then before you know it, it's like one thing here or there just started coming together. And then before you know it, within 12 months, he did have a hundred million dollars, a company worth a hundred million dollars. And was sailing and living his best life. So I uh, really just wanted to take out the time again to share this because I think it is fascinating. I have seen this, um, you know, just seeing how the law of attraction, whether, whether you call it the law of attraction or affirmation or setting higher goals or whatever it is, I really just want us to not settle right? I really don't want us to, I want us to actually stop being, like, stop being realistic. Like, I think the goal now is to be completely unrealistic and, and really figure out ways, like, like, now I'm asking my question, myself, like, how do I get $1 billion, right? How do I get Netflix to, how do I get on the matter on Netflix, right? How do I get Oprah Winfrey to interview me for some incredible thing like that I've done in this world? And it's crazy because I just watched 
Oprah's interview with Viola Davis. Another, it's on Netflix, guys. That's another scene. I'm in love with Viola Davis, but Jesus, to hear her story. When you hear the stories of people who are worse off than where you are now or what you think your situation is now and see them beat the odds of everything, that really is just what I'm trying to do with this space. So again, don't be realistic. Set those bars so high that it would that when you achieve it, because we will achieve these things, uh, when we will achieve it, we would be shocked and we could only give God the glory for that. And then, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to share. Um, I love you all. I appreciate you all. And can I just put on the camera to tell you guys, like, I love my hair. <laughs> like, I have been playing with it. Like, I haven't had big hair in and forever and to tell you that I love my hair like <laughs>